Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. I just want to jump back really quick. I didn't want to interrupt your train of thought, but no, no, go ahead. I wanted to jump back to your Shopify because what people don't realize who sell only on Amazon, we've done Shopify. We've been, you know, mediocre. We don't put a ton yeah. of time into it. Um, <clears throat> we've been uh, doing a lot more with uh, trying like click funnels. Like we've mm. been trying to get super uh, niche and just like really target uh, really narrow. Uh, yeah. We're testing that now. You know, the, the still mixed reviews. But what I wanted to, to mention was, you had gone back to is upselling. Like that's one thing that you can yeah. do on Shopify that you can't do on Amazon. Yep. I mean, you can have people, you know, add st extra stuff to cart and things like that. But with Shopify, WooCommerce, things like that, there's plugins and things in that like, if you add something to the cart and go to checkout, it'll say, Hey, I see that you, um, that you ordered this toilet brush. Do you want this toilet seat cover to go with it? Like, look at this cool Santa right. toilet seat cover, you know, Christmas is coming up or whatever is, you know, all of a sudden now you're taking somebody who's going to order a $10 product and now they're ordering $30 from you mm -hmm. or 60 or a hundred or whatever it is. So that's where I think people, and that's where ClickFunnels actually made their money is, is what's yep. a simple way to upsell. Absolutely. Um, so, um, so write ahead. that down and sit on it for a couple of days too. upsell and start yeah. researching that because, um, you know, that that's going to change the game when it comes to, here's, um, selling. Yeah. Here's another thing that I do on Shopify that a lot of people don't think about. Uh, do not be afraid of using an info product to sell your hard product. Don't be afraid of that. So if you're selling fitness bands and you can get some fitness influencer to give you a discount on their program. Okay. Raise the price of your, your, your hard product compensate for it, but they're going to buy because they're buying a discount into the fitness influencers thing and they get your bands for it. You know what I mean? So don't be afraid of leveraging that and saying, okay, Maybe you like this, but you don't understand how to use it or how to get the most value out of it. We've got that taken care of for you. It's going to be amazing. You know, you're going to be able to use this to become who you want to be. Great. Here you go. And they'll buy it because you're leveraging an info product that you don't have to pay inventory for to sell out of your inventory. Yep. You know, absolutely. Is, yeah. Is, I see the, what, what, sorry, Andy, no, no, no. Go ahead. No, continue your thought. If you can, here's another fun little tip for everybody. Uh, as a launch strategy, why can't you leverage one of those type of things, the bigger prize for everybody that buys XYZ on launch day? Oh, geez. There's a launch strategy nobody's using. I use it all the time. It's ridiculous. You get people all excited in your audience and you say, okay, Secret gift for everybody. Anybody that buys on launch day or within three days of this, you get this big prize over here too. Boom. And if it's an info product, those are my favorite because I don't have to pay for it. I, I pay, a, I pay maybe a, a, you know, an upfront fee for X many copies of it, but off it goes easy. Or I'll get an influencer to make one for me and just white label it to me. Easy done. You're leveraging bigger value to move your product. They want to do this, so they'll buy this to have that experience. Simple as that. And, and act, yeah, and using, and, and I think what a lot of people don't do, Stephen, what, what it sounds like you're doing, is you have to be creative with your marketing. You can't yeah. rely on PPC and Facebook ads. That's what everybody yeah. does. I mean, if you want to be successful in 2019, 
this is what you have to do. You have to start, uh, you know, trying different things and don't be afraid to test and then fail on them, you know, test that this one thing that you've heard on this one podcast or read here, or maybe you just have an idea you came up with on your own, like test it. Yeah. One of my favorite things to tell people to do is instead of spending the $3,000 to go to Vegas on a four day vacation, sit in your chair and spend $3,000 on a marketing experiment because you're going to learn a hell of a lot more. And that money burned is going to teach you so much on what part of the new strategy worked and what part didn't that you're going to get 20 times that back in the next year when you deploy it on your products that you have. And people don't think about it. Oh, well, I want to go on vacation. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm going to burn some cash for an experience, but I'm going to get a lot more out of it. <laughs> Easy stuff. And hey, you could combine it with a vacation and do it while you're sitting on the beach in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or look, just right look off. at, yeah, look, look at, look at the long game too. That's the other thing that really frustrates me uh, with a lot of Amazon sellers is they're so short sighted, um, especially when it comes to like launching and marketing things like that. Like I tell people like for the first two months, especially we're in like some really competitive niches, we go red for two months. I mean, we, yeah. we go deep into the red sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a long game. You know, we go into red for two months and then the month three, we're making, you know, $100 a month. Month four, we're making $300 a month, then 1000 then 2000 then 10000 Like, it's a long game. And people really just don't get that on Amazon. They think that, you know, they, they watch the Lambo videos and think <laughs> that they're going to go get th- this unicorn product yeah. that they're just going to throw up on Amazon, do zero work and, and collect the money. It's just, you know, it's, well, it's, it's crazy. I can explain that phenomena, actually. People are so desperate to live a different life than the one they wake up to that they'll buy into anything that is hope. And once you realize you got to work and that you're not in dreamland anymore, and that hope is really just made of your own two hands and the amount of effort you're going to put in each day. Well, that's not the best way to succeed, <laughs> you know, but that's, that's really what it is. People get these, people think that the next thing they buy into is a magic bullet mm-hmm. versus, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, you got, you guys, you know, do work for people and you mentor people and you answer questions, and everything else. What's the first thing you tell us that, look, this is not going to be fast. It's going to take work. And if you want to do it, here's how you do it, but it's going to take a while. And here's the payoff. You just have to decide you're going to go through the journey. But if you're looking for, I put in a hundred dollars and I get out 150 in a week. No, go away. Can't help you. Sorry. (laughs) But I don't mind telling people, no, doesn't work like that ever, ever, ever. So the only thing that happens fast in an online business is you can lose your shirt. That's it. That's the only thing that happens fast. You, you, if you get greedy and you make a bunch of money, you can get homeless real fast. It's not fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So can we talk a little bit about your organic strategy? I absolutely love organic marketing, right? Because yeah. you're not paying for it. Well, you're paying for it in time and effort, right? Yeah. But as you said, you take about a month and a half to put together these, these war chest of content. I love that idea. But you know, can we talk about Steven's tips for the best organic reach? Like how are you getting that organic reach? Um, are you building up your, for my strategy, I build up the audience first and mm-hmm. get that trust, establish that rapport. And then when I post something organically, it has a lot longer reach and they're also sharing it. So I try to make it shareable and make it exciting and fun. And I don't always just sell them. Right. So can you tell us a little bit about your strategies to have, you said 
seven, you said seven out of your 11 are organic? No, 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 no. 11 out of my 18 are, are organic. Awesome. So 11 out of my 18 are organic. Um, and let me see, because I have notes, honestly, on what you just asked. It's the, it's the funniest thing. Um, okay. I know. I'll come back to it. But what I'll do first, I, my favorite, um, my favorite organic anything is a Facebook group is the easiest thing in the world is it's so easy to do. Um, and people understand it in concept where they will say, um, you know, okay, cool. I want to get in there and I want to talk about how it benefits people and blah, 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 blah. And I want to talk about the hobby, but how do I make content? Well, the first thing you need to do, we go back to the earlier part of the podcast, social listening. If you become part of a group and learn what they talk about, you'll have more to talk about because you'll end up solving people's problems within that group. Now, if you want to build your own audience first, again, this is a long game thing. It takes, it takes a couple of months. Go to groups that have people who are authority figures already and start contributing in their groups because those are the people you want to win over are the authority figures in the niche already. Because if they start following you, everyone that follows them will follow them to you. Mmm, right? So you find, you find, you get an idea. You know, you can say, oh, I, I kind of like this idea, this niche maybe. Okay, well, who are, the, who are the authority figures in it? Who can you go and give until your nose is bleeding in their group and enhance their group? Because before you know it, helping people, you know, solve problems or find information, just, you know, simple links. People are going to reach out to you and say, yo, you got, you know, you've, we notice you. Okay, cool. Here's, here's this other thing I have going on. If you want to talk about it, that'd be really, really great. You know, I have some other ideas, you know, over here, like as an Amazon group, there's countless Amazon groups. Mine's, mine's a marketing group for Amazon sellers. It's not Amazon centric all the time, but it's how to market better for Amazon. How did I do that? Well, I identified the people that I was listening to for Amazon. So, well, hell, I'll just join their groups first, okay, and contribute, 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 and, and try to help people solve problems and talk about things that nobody's talking about. At least I couldn't find. I say, hey, have we thought about this? Oh, no, keep talking. Okay. And before you know it, everybody's recommending to talk to me about all that stuff only because I contributed elsewhere first. And nothing in any of my group, nothing on any of my brand pages, nothing in any of my brand Facebook groups is ever, ever sales focused, ever. If your social media presence looks like another sales page, blow it up. You're doing it wrong. Kill it. You've done it wrong. Shouldn't be that. So for anybody that wants to sell a product that you feel stuck with, here's the simplest way to create demand. Stop selling your product and sell the lifestyle your product is a part of. Because if people can vision themselves in the lifestyle, they can then by default envision themselves using your product and your product will move. So if you're going to sell something in the fitness niche, let's say, because it looked good on Jungle Scout or Viral Launch or Helium 10 or whatever. Okay, cool. That's fine. You can do that. So, oh, damn it, I'm stuck. No, you're not. You just don't understand the niche. If you can post content on, hey, have you done this exercise? You know, everybody that's looking to tone up their booty. Have you seen this routine? You should try it. Cool. What are the needs of women in the gym versus men? What are you self-conscious about? Ooh. Oh, geez. What about the people that do the keto diet? What about 
cooking recipes for this kind of lifestyle? You know, all these just simple questions that go into the lifestyle of someone that would use your fitness product, that's your content. Because you are not selling them on the idea of the lifestyle. They're already part of the lifestyle. You're meeting the conversation happening in their mind. Hey, by the way, every bit of content that I share, you may not realize it. You may realize it. I've just become your favorite sportscaster, your favorite newscaster, your favorite TV personality, because everything that I tell you is taking you further into the interest you already have. And it's validating your choice of whatever you're interested in, what you love to do. So what you do is then you say, hey, by the way, this group is now sponsored by XYZ brand. They would love to, to get some feedback on this product. And you give away five or 10 samples to your top participating group members, right? Make sure they're not pessimists because sometimes you get pessimists and they're going to complain about everything, right? Give, give, give the samples away to your, your top five or 10 participating group members. Say, we'd love some feedback in the group. And what just happened is you got your audience to tell the rest of your audience how great your product was. Oh, thanks so much for the feedback. We really appreciate it. Or they're going to tell you what's wrong with it so you can fix it before you buy a lot of inventory. And now you've made the audience part of the journey to get the product moving. They feel a part of it. Ooh, hey, thanks so much. We've got it fixed. We can't wait to get these to you guys. Um, we're going to do a special group discount for anybody that's interested on this day. And leading up to it, we're going to give uh, three of these away to everybody for the week leading up to it each day. Boom. You build hype, you get people used to coming back and seeing what you have going on. They're already part of the lifestyle. Now they're part of the journey. Here's this great product they're looking forward to because everybody in the group is talking about it. Off you go. <laughs> so I love Facebook groups as my favorite social platform because people talk to me. It is, uh, as a marketer, I use it as a social loop. I always have my ear to my audience so they can tell me what they want to buy. Whatever they're complaining about, can I find a way to offer them something to fill that hole? If it's a hard product, if it's an info product, if it's a product from somebody else, can I wholesale it to them? Something, but let them tell me what they want. That's the idea. And that's organic. <laughs> that's, that's organic. And the thing is, each organic platform runs very differently. So I'm going to just give a, a quick breakdown of 30 seconds of the major social platforms and how they work and how you can twist your content to match that. Okay. So Facebook groups, people like to talk in Facebook groups. They want to feel like they're a part of something they want to share next. YouTube, people want to be educated or entertained. The sweet spot for attention spans is four to six minutes of video. It's either entertainment or education, whichever one it is, okay? And if you can do both at once, you're better. And that's just copywriting. That's how you can put a brand voice into your content. It's a little advanced for a lot of people, but just saying, right? Um, 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 Instagram. Instagram has to be visually striking. I don't want to have to think. Ooh, I like that double click. Ooh, okay. I like where this is going. Yeah, that inspires me. Save that. Click on the link in the bio, blah, 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 right? Easy stuff. You're not going to have a conversation in the comments on Instagram that is as deep as a lot of the threads we get into on Facebook groups because it's different segments of the same audience. People, people want to digest the information however they want to, so I meet them where they are. 
my Facebook group material is different than what I'd post on Instagram. And I'm going to, I'll talk about it here in just a second, the breakdown. Um, and Instagram is different than what I'd post on Pinterest because of how people use Pinterest. And that's, that's like the dark horse right now that I kind of be quiet about because it's a big advantage, <laughs> but yeah, Instagram people go to, to blow time off. It's, it's, it's their smoke break. You know, they're, they're escaping reality for a second. Instagram, scroll, 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 double click, love that. Respond with a comment, hashtag this, boom, done next. Right? Great. Okay, cool. Pinterest, people search for things they want to buy, like Google, but visually on Pinterest. Mm. So I have to give them something that's a little more substantial. That's the idea. And for anybody listening, if you're in the, uh, the, the home accessories, like the kitchen stuff, and you're not on Pinterest, you're an idiot. My daughter in the room, pardon everybody. <laughs> no worries. Hey, Steven, I wanted to mention something real quick uh, yeah. to your Facebook group thing. What I've noticed too is there's a lot of, um, of absentee uh, Facebook group owners. So you can yeah. actually seek out some that, you know, people have, have built to like 40,000. Like there's a few Amazon groups that are yeah. like 40,000 people that the, the owner of the group has just disappeared. Right. And so you can literally come in and kind of take it over by like well, you know, using your voice to answer questions and be helpful exactly like what you're talking yeah. about and get your name out there. You, 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 you can. And what's interesting is if you're going to run a Facebook group, it's people that you're spearheading the, the continuation of the conversation. And you don't have to always be the source of the information. You can ask questions or give responses to people or tag different group members that you've seen answer questions like that before. You, the, the point is not to just always have a megaphone that you're, you're shouting at people, here's the content, here's the content, here's the content. They may go, oh, I love it, oh, I love it. Okay, that's great. But the real gem is the feeling of inclusiveness. That's something that people don't understand. As human beings, we will pay through the nose, like dearly go out of our way and even do things that aren't good for us to be included with people we want to be included with. If I like computer gaming and, I, and people fancy me as some nerd that sits in mom's basement and fantasizes about better frame rates on my monitor so I can play my little video game, well, those people aren't made to feel very good in that light. But you know what? If I get them in a Facebook group where they're thousands deep and I you know, talk about what an awesome rig they have and I love their setup and maybe they could do this with the lighting. and Cool, I validated their interest as a human being they can be remotely anywhere they want in the world. Might be in an executive office, might be in a penthouse, might be in mom's basement. But all those people are equal because they can share and contribute. So when you have a Facebook group, just keep the conversation going. That's why I create ideas for content as a war chest first. And then I can deploy them because I know they're going to keep the conversation moving. Then real Facebook owners, use that. Uh, they know the metrics of their Facebook groups. Here's the thing. My Facebook group currently uh, in 11 months time has reached from zero to like a little over 6,100 people. But month to month, my active membership rate is 82% solid without thinking about it. Like, and that's not something you're going to see very often in a lot of Facebook groups. So let's just say around number 5,000, 4,000 of those 5,000 members are active month to month in the group that you know you're doing something correct when that happens. And that's just my Amazon group. And the funniest thing is the unstoppable Amazon group that I have, that's actually my smallest group. <laughs> I'm elsewhere too. But I do the same thing. I keep it going and I don't make it about me. 
Like if you guys have been in the group, my personal story is noticeably absent. I'm very quiet about that. And I deliberately am so because I don't want it to be about my personal story. You guys aren't there for me. You guys are there because I put information out that is helpful to you. How can I be helpful to enhance your interest? Same thing in your product brand groups, same thing in your niche groups. If you're gardening, if you're running fitness, if you're, you know, if you're running pets, same thing, you know, make it about people, give them a place to share, make them included because what you're doing friends is you are putting people in the hero spot. They get to feel like, ah, oh, give me the likes, give me the dopamine kick of the little red notification thing. Like, Ooh, so-and-so liked your post. You're like, yes, <laughs> included. You want to, you want to do that. And you will, you'll, you'll buy, or you'll be hell of a lot more likely to buy when I make you an offer because you feel that this brand understands you. They have verified and validated your ideas. It's the easiest thing in the world. It's, yeah. it's almost, it's almost, it's almost not fair. So. <laughs> That's true. Um, but I think it's, it's hard for a lot of people to kind of grasp that because many people kind of want to follow a formula. They mm -hmm. want to follow a step-by-step -step thing. And it's, it's, it, as you know, the most successful businesses are those that are creative and are figuring things out on their own and really trying to reach their audience. So before we run out of time, Steven, yeah. I know that you have to go here in a few minutes and I definitely want to ask you two more questions. Lame so, um, what is your goal for this year for your business? Like, what are you working on this year? Okay. And, um, yeah, let's start there. Oh, that one. Okay. My goal for this year for my businesses is I am studying how to properly expand my teams because each brand runs as a separate branch, right? It's like, it's like a, a, a bank that has multiple branches. Each branch is only as good as the team members within that. So the way that I run everything, every single person that has any position on any of the brands at any time can tell me how to better optimize it because that's their specialty. If my graphic designer says, yo, you don't need to run that, you know, this is what you told me to do. And this is what I'm coming back with. There's a better way for us to do it. She's the specialist. I hired her for that. And I have people in my circle that uh, their specialty they, they've put together teams of thousands of people over decades. Like my, to be fair, when you really start going somewhere, the, the, you'll, you'll find people who are authority figures that come to you. Some of my, my people in my circle, as far as marketers and people that build businesses are people that like are media buyers for Apple. <laughs> so my goal is to not go crazy with products. I'm going to go deep for Q4. No, my goal is long game. I'm going to spend the rest of the year studying and figuring out how I can better use my team and how to expand my team. So that everybody better watch the hell out in 2020 fair warning, because I'm going to have people really going after it there. But that's the idea. If you don't have people in place that are really, really great at what they do and they feel good that they can contribute at what they do and it's fulfilling and they have a say in the process to make their work environment better. You're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're going to go much, much faster and further by putting things in systems in place to have the right people take care of those tasks for you. And that's, that's, I guess, using your network as well. So that's, that's my big goal. I'm, I'm studying that over the next six months or so. I've been studying it real hard for a couple of months now, really looking at it and say, okay, I think I kind of need to have somebody like this here. I need to expand this over here. I need to do this for these guys over here. 
what can I do to make it all work even better? Because for me, one of the biggest things on, on my whole system of business, especially this, is on the supply side. I work with so many different vendors right now from you know, print on demand to private label to wholesale stuff. My biggest goal, how can I have as seamless a communication process with all of those people as possible? Biggest thing on my mind when I started with a new supplier, like how buddies can we be and how easy is it to create a frictionless communication channel? Because if you can't get people to make stuff for you, you're in trouble. Treat them well. So that's my goal for 2019. That's, that's what I'm working on. I love it. I'm actually, Andy and I are both working on the same thing. We're trying to build our teams. We're yeah. trying to, you know, build our businesses. So I've been sharing a lot of that in my group lately too, just yeah. trying to, to, cause I think everyone struggles with that in business and, um, and it's a great goal to have. So I love that. Um, what about, you said you study a lot, which, mm-hmm. you know, is great. So what are your favorite books, podcasts, and motivational materials? What do you recommend? Um, oh boy. Oh geez. Um, okay. Um, what can I say without giving away too much? (laughs) Um, okay. So, um, as far as motivational, motivational books, if you haven't read the book inner engineering by a guy named Sadhguru, S A D H G U R U. It talks about, um, it talks about being able to let go of things and control your emotions from the inside out. And it's, it's been wonderful. It's, it's kind of one of those, why are you emotionally reacting to situations that are outside of you? Just because your kids are upset does not mean you need to be upset. They're being upset as their business. That's not helping you solve a situation. Just easy does it. And that's helped a lot on the business side as well, because now, you know, when Facebook takes a roller coaster or your Amazon sales dive or you get a hijack, you're not like, ah, you go, okay, I can't control that. I can do something about it on my end, but I don't need to get crazy because that's when you make bad decisions. So that book has helped a lot as far as motivational books go. Um, podcasts. I don't listen to a ton of podcasts as much as I like to read. I am a book nerd, huge nerd. I have a book addiction. It's pretty bad. <laughs> um, if you haven't read it yet, um, couple of books on just how cash flow works. Rich Dad Poor Dad on cash flow is great. Um, also, if you haven't yet to understand cash flow and, and how it works with different groups of people on a bigger scale, Basic Economics by Thomas Sowell uh, from the year 2000. That was a really, really good one. Uh, because this is, not, this is not stuff that we get told about when we're growing up. Now then, if you want to go deeper down the well, as far as marketing and all that kind of thing, Um, some recommendations that will really help, uh, the audience here. There's a book called how to write copy that sells by a guy named Ray Edwards. It's about 15 bucks on Amazon. It's a blue covered book and it goes over the mechanics of how to make a headline, how to make the body, how to make an offer, how to use bullets properly, how to make a better email, simple stuff. That's not super high level theory crap. And it has exercises in it that you can do to say, okay, I can shape my message better no matter what tool I'm using. If it's my copywriting, if it's my, my video for my ads, or if it's my Amazon email, or if it's my review sequence or whatever, that simple book is a great starting point for a lot of people. Um, another great book 
for people to study that is not often talked about is a book called Influence by a guy named Robert C. Aldini. S, uh, sorry, C-I-A, uh, C-Aldini, I'm sorry. Can't spell it off the top of my head. But what it is, is it talks about psychology and persuasion. Because here's something for those of you that, that made it to the end of the podcast here, what you want you to think about. I've said it in my group and I've said it on n- numerous podcasts and YouTube channels. For those of you that only have an Amazon product page, you are asking people to think and act. And those are two different things. I do not want them to think about if my product is good for them while I am asking them to buy. Because buying is a behavior. It's a reaction to an emotional impulse response. Ah, that's the bottom of the funnel. I want them to know that they already want it well before they get to my product page. So when they see it, they go, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, check out. Like it's already in their mind. So with influence, that book, what you're going to sort out is, okay, there's thinking, that's decision-making. Is this good for me? Do I really need this? Well, if you think that, if you're thinking about whether or not you need it, I haven't moved you enough to make a buying decision because buying is a behavior. That's not a thought. That's a reflex. Whoa, whoa. So if we tie it back, can I start moving you in all of my content, in my email, my product page, my funnels, and my review sequence to get you to take an action, whether it's buy from me, leave a review, click to reply on an email, click to enter a contest. Can I get you to do that by understanding how you're going to digest it and the other side, how to throw it at you to get you to do it. Easy stuff. Those two books together, great base for a lot of people to get moving. Last tip um, on that note should be said, because we missed it in the podcast, that should be said. When you're sending out any version of content you want people to respond to, if it's share, if it's an email sequence you want them to respond to, if it's a contest on your landing page, do not ask them to do more than one thing. They should know within one second of on the page, okay, this is what they're asking me to do here. If you get them to, if you're asking them to figure out which one, you know, of your four products in the email to click on for the deal of the day, you're asking them to think for themselves. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just give them a reason to click and and enjoy that satisfaction. And you get much higher conversions that way. And that comes from the How to Write Copy That Sells book and from Influence. You put those two together and that's low level stuff that people can implement now to make a hell of a lot more money. There you go. Simple stuff. So I, I find that kind of stuff motivating because it's like, okay, cool. I have an understanding and I can deploy it more to where I get more of what I want and my customers are happy. And the more happy I can make my customers to an irrational extent, the more they're going to come back and buy again. And that's what I want. I want to be their favorite drug dealer. <laughs> that's what it is. I love it. That's what we're going to title the podcast. <laughs> How to be your customer's favorite drug dealer. That is a good title. So the final thing, Stephen, is we have to know how, you know, where do people get in touch with you? Where do they find you? Where do they find more of, you know, their favorite, from their favorite drug dealer? Okay. You gave, <laughs> you gave all the jabs. Now it's time for the right hook. <laughs> okay. It's really, really simple. Um, to get a hold of me, uh, join the Facebook group, Unstoppable FBA, uh, fulfilled by Amazon, just Unstoppable FBA. You'll find it there. 
Um, there are three questions. You have to answer all three. Otherwise, I'm just going to decline you without thinking about it. Fair warning. I get a lot of people that want to join and they're like, they don't answer the questions. I'm like, nope, sorry. But that's, we have a higher quality uh, group in there. Everybody's so helpful and I want to keep it that way. So all of you on the podcast that ever listened to this, please, I would love to have you. I would love for you to ask questions. I would love to be able to help you. Just answer the stupid three questions. It's pretty straightforward. Because um, that way I know you're not a bot too. Um, and then the website, uh, just unstoppablefba.com. And I made the website as a parallel to the group because it's easier to digest the content with diagrams and, and it's all broken up and I can make visuals and everything else I want. That's where to go do that. Um, anybody that wants to email me, it's pretty straightforward. Info at unstoppablefba.com. Uh, also on the website for anybody that wants to, if you want to do a one-on-one -on -one call with me, there's a button you can click to do that too. It's straightforward. I'm a pretty open book and I will talk about anything you guys want to talk about, marketing, e-commerce or whatever it is on Amazon, off Amazon, come and get me post it in the group. The group is where you're going to find me all day because they just have a window <laughs> open for it um, while I'm doing everything else. Uh, but that's the best place. That's where everybody can come and find me. So if you're on Facebook, you, you're part of this, uh, the Seller Roundtable podcast here, come and join the Unstoppable FBA group. I'm in there. Amy's in there. Um, you know, we're all in there. We will answer your questions. Come and have fun. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Stephen, for being on our podcast today and giving us all these awesome marketing tips and tricks. And, um, and we just really enjoyed having you. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. Thank you so much, Stephen. I had a lot of fun. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. All right, guys, as usual, if you can uh, remember to uh, subscribe, rate, review on uh, iTunes, we'd really, really appreciate that. Um, everybody who's joined us live, thank you so much again. Uh, we love to have you guys live here, um, you know, and, and uh, get that interaction is always super fun. Um, thank you guys again. And uh, as usual, we're going to stick around uh, for the uh, extra innings afterwards. If anybody wants to stay on, I think Steven has to bounce. If he wants to stay or can stay, he's welcome to. If not, we will uh, stay here for a little bit and answer any, any questions. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, good enough for, for Steven if he has to go. But uh, thank you again, guys. And we will see you next time every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific time if you want to join us live. See you then. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.